Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. This episode of the Steadfast and Law podcast is brought to you by our dear friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. The U.S. Concealed Carry Association was founded to help responsibly armed Americans like you prepare for the before, during, and after of a self-defense incident. Their membership truly has everything you need to gain peace of mind during these turbulent times. Members get life-saving self-defense education, industry-leading training, and self-defense liability insurance. And best of all, it is 100% risk-free with their money-back bulletproof guarantee. Don't wait until it's too late. Click Learn More to explore United States Concealed Carry Association membership. And remember, the USCCA is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. Hey, greetings, everyone. Just recently, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, we also know them as the ATF, just came out with a rule. And of course, they put it out on a Friday. And the rule that they put out talked about how a pistol semi-automatic pistol that if you put a certain arm brace, shoulder brace on it, all of a sudden it is now classified as a short barrel rifle and therefore as a short barrel rifle, it is under their jurisdiction and it has to be uh, taken through their tax stamp process where you now have to submit even more documentation to them, a photo, fingerprints, and also an additional $200, talk about taxation without representation, in order for you to get the permit to have this just because you put an arm brace on it, which really was meant to help handicapped individuals to be able to support these, you know, pistols that are out there, semi-automatic. Now, some of the people on the left say, oh, they're real scary looking, but it's just a semi-automatic pistol. Once upon a time, I had one of those. It was an AR-based pistol. But what I want people to understand is that we have federal agencies that are trying to rule over us by rule and regulation. They don't have the authority to do that. The Second Amendment is very clear. It says a well-regulated militia, well-regulated meaning trained militia, that's us, y'all, you and I, us and wherever you want to say it, being necessary for the security of a free state. So in other words, the founding fathers said that well-trained individuals that form this militia are necessary for the security of a free state. Therefore, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What the ATF came out with last week on a Friday was a rule that infringes upon our Second Amendment rights based upon some silly thing about a, a shoulder brace. In other words, they are saying that any accessory that changes a weapon... 
Well, it doesn't change the weapon. It doesn't change the caliber. It doesn't change it from semi-automatic to fully automatic. Or as I heard one person say on CNN, this weapon is now full semi-automatic. I have no clue what that person was talking about. And I believe he was a general from the United States military. That's why, you know, once you get past colonel, people kind of lose their brain. But anyhow, we have got to get the ATF under control. And so what I thought about is I do a little class, a little show and tell about how the ATF is just out of control right now. Here I have, you know, some of y'all have seen this on YouTube. This is an incredible semi-automatic rifle. It is an AR platform base, but it's a 9mm. It's made by Aero Precision LLC, and it was designed and built by my dear friend Colonel Alan Orr of Orr Tactical down in Needville, Texas. Look at this paint job, just fantastic. But you know what is so interesting about this weapon? This barrel is fully suppressed, which means that it protects my hearing. And furthermore, it protects your hearing as well. But you know something? I could not get this weapon. This weapon was finished and done about February or March of last year, and I could not get it in my possession until December of last year because it had to go through some approval status. Now, why is it that I need to go through an approval status? I passed the background check to be able to have this firearm. I'm a legal, law-abiding citizen. The Second Amendment says that the right that I have to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So who cares if this is a fully suppressed barrel, which means it protects my hearing, it protects your hearing. As a matter of fact, if you know anything about what happens in Europe, they don't really care for you. They look down upon their nose if you have a semi-automatic rifle that is not suppressed because it's kind of, you know, courteous to not blow out someone else's ears as well as yours. That's why the Hearing Protection Act is up there, which will take this thing called suppressor devices away from this bureaucratic control of the ATF. That's why it's important. Now, so you look at this. It's nothing different, nothing changed. A semi-automatic, you know, the cool thing, 9mm, okay, 30-round magazine. Of course, now if I lived up in Illinois, this would be banned, which means they're infringing upon the Second Amendment rights of legal law-abiding citizens in Illinois. And oh, by the way, the Second Amendment has been verified, it's been supported, it's been defended in two Supreme Court cases, Heller versus D.C. and McDonald versus the city of Chicago. So why do we have this nonsense continuing on? Why did I have to wait from May to December to get my own weapon? Just because it has a fully suppressed barrel which protects my hearing and protects the hearing of those around me. See, that's how insidious, that's how out of control the ATF is. And oh, by the way, in that little omnibus spending bill, 4,220 pages that barely anyone had a chance to look at, forget about reading. But they gave more money to the ATF so they can continue to pass down rules and regulation that undermine our Second Amendment right, that undermine the ability for us as the well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state, therefore to keep and bear arms that shall not be infringed. Here, let me show you what we got here. This is one of my favorites, maybe the favorite. 
you know, back when I was at Fort Bragg, there was an incredible statue of Iron Mike. It's the, the replica of the American paratrooper. You know, I'm a master parachutist and I also have Navy Marine Corps parachutist wings that you see here on my uh, lapel. Well, Iron Mike is there and he has this beautiful M1A1 Thompson. Now mine is semi-automatic. It's not fully automatic, but you know, nothing's loaded here, so don't freak out, folks. But uh, again, why is it that I have to go through the approval of the ATF to have a replica weapon that men use during World War II? Oh, wow, Colonel, you mean to tell me this is a weapon of war that you have? Yeah, it was used in World War II. Same, you know, wooden stock and, and everything. But you know what? The reason why I had to wait almost eight months to get this, because it's classified by some gurus and morons at the ATF as a short barrel rifle. Now, back when it was made, no one classified as a short barrel rifle. If anything, it's just a M1A1 45 caliber. This is carbine. So why, again, did I need to go through this approval process with the ATF I had to send them pictures, photographs. I had to send them fingerprints. I had to send them another $200 so that I could get a mother may I. That I could have this beautiful remembrance of the spirit of the American paratrooper. Maybe y'all remember in the movie Saving Private Ryan, this is the replica, this is the type of weapon that Tom Hanks and his character was using in that movie. See, this is how far we've gotten out of control where we're allowing the bureaucratic administrative state to rule over us. We got to get back to the rule of law. These are the type of things that should be going through our elected representatives. The fact that we have this agency of the federal government that is taking more money away from me, for what reason? What, what is different about this weapon that I need to have additional scrutiny. Not a darn thing. As a matter of fact, I think that many Americans, and this came from Car Firearms, K-A-H-R Firearms, Justin Moon. I think many Americans would be honored, especially those of us who had parents or grandparents that fought in World War II, like I had my dad who served in World War II. But the other thing that I want to clarify in this little classroom session is that you have people out there on the left saying, this is an assault weapon. That's an assault weapon. Well, this is a hammer. It's a tool. It's used to hammer nails or whatever into a wall or into a, a substance. This is used to pry those nails out of the wall or whatever substance. But in the hands of a person that has an evil intent, this becomes an assault weapon. Because all of a sudden I can take this and with blunt force, I can pummel someone to death. So when you say assault weapon, anything can be used as an assault weapon if it's in the hands of someone that has the intent of assaulting another person. See, the thing is, when you look at these two rifles, semi-automatic rifles, Beautiful, fully suppressed 9mm carbine, beautiful M1A1 Thompson paratrooper version. I cannot say, abracadabra, load yourselves. 
Abracadabra. Shoot someone. You can't do it. It's all about the interaction with another person and the intent. This here, my producer's wife, she brought it down to me. I mean, she uses it to cut up vegetables and things like that. I mean, just a butcher knife. But in the hands of someone with an evil intent, the intent to assault another person, it becomes an assault weapon. This here, this is a writing instrument known as a pencil. Those of you familiar with the John Wick movie series, you know that John Wick killed someone with a pencil. So in other words, this little simple thing here, if it falls into the hands of someone with an evil intent, the intent to assault someone, it becomes an assault weapon. So I'm sick and tired of us allowing the progressive socialist, leftist, communist, Marxist to redefine language. These are semi-automatic rifles. That's it. Short barrel, long barrel, it doesn't matter. Semi-automatic rifle. And that's why it's so important. That's why I'm going up to Washington, D.C. on the 28th of February and the 1st of March to talk to legislators. Because in the upcoming budget for the United States of America, I don't want to see the fully funding of the ATF because they are unconstitutional. They are undermining our constitutional rights. I want people to get back to the right type of language the language that the Second Amendment says, a well-regulated militia, well-trained, us, you and I, being necessary for the security of the free state. See, as long as the left wants to continue to open up our borders and allow potential terrorists, criminals, gang members, drug trafficking, all of these things into our country, I have the right to keep and bear arms. As long as the left wants to release violent criminals out of jail onto our streets, I have the right to keep and bear arms. As long as the left says that they're going to continue to seek to defund the police and undermine the police, I'm going to keep and bear arms. Because that's my constitutional right, and it shall not be infringed. And that's the message that I want to send when I go up to Washington, D.C., the 28th of February and the 1st of March, is to meet with members of the House Second Amendment Caucus. I'll meet with Democrats. It probably won't go anywhere because they're socialists and they want to see me disarmed because that's what they did in Venezuela, Hugo Chavez. That's what they did in Nazi Germany with Adolf Hitler and Hermann Goring. See, what the ATF wants to do is to create a gun registry. And once you create a gun registry, it makes it really easy to have gun confiscation. You cannot allow that to happen in these United States of America. You've heard me say this before and I'll say it again. The founding fathers knew that an armed individual is a citizen. A disarmed individual is a subject. That is the lesson of April the 19th of 1775 when the British were marching inland toward Concord, Massachusetts to destroy a weapons and armaments factory that was supplying the Sons of Liberty. If they could make sure the Sons of Liberty did not have arms, they could keep them as subjects. I can't wave a magic wand and make any of these two semi-automatic rifles do anything. I can't wave a magic wand and make this knife, this pencil, this hammer jump up and hurt anyone. It's all about the intent of the individual. We need to get back to that. We need to stop allowing the leftists to take away and undermine our rights. 
as enshrined in the Bill of Rights, which is part of the United States Constitution. Steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down